and then you told me about how there was no audio on it and my my heart was broken cuz i believe i got emotional about talking about my daughter and how crossfit allowed me to be a better father and just because you know just accountability and stuff like that and i think we were shooting a testimonial i don't think that was for a podcast, podcast. right okay um, testimonial i do remember that though man doing audio visual stuff is can be supremely annoying sometimes right right because that that stuff does happen you'll shoot a whole series of things and like there'll be no audio to it right yeah <laughs> yeah like, i was wearing this little clip and everything uh, i thought it was working and uh, went, went back to the office told everybody about how great i felt about how it went <laughs> and how this testimonial <laughs> went and i got emotional and and, and then, then you just, like, and then the uh, next day you're like, I'm Josh, sorry. there's no audio there's on no that. Audio I'm like, on I, I that. sadly cannot do that over again. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I can't. I can't get that. I it. can't replicate that. Can't, no, can, there's, there would be no way. Oh, that's great. Well, that's how we're going to start the podcast, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to the CrossFit Ride podcast, where we talk about the pursuit of health and happiness in the CrossFit affiliate. I am here with Mr. Josh Hazlip, who is a longstanding member crossfit rife what do you want yes. like six or seven years at least i was thinking about that earlier yes i'm, I'm seven seven plus i think dude you're og i've been here for a while i've got all the shirts to to uh to show to show my you do uh, have some old t-shirts I, floating I, uh, around. i have blake marston's very uh, probably one of the very yep. first crossfit rife shirts the navy blue one yep yep um and uh Stephen, that one's not that old old coach uh, Stefan uh gave that to me yep. in honor of blake because i blake and i were good friends Stefan and i were good yep. friends and i'll never forget Stefan giving that to me yeah. right before we went away that's uh pretty cool stuff that's really cool i didn't realize he gave you his shirt that's yep. uh i like that that's cool stuff yeah it's great um Blake was so, a mentor, man. He was a good guy. Super good dude. I mean, that's a whole another podcast altogether. Yeah, right um, on. Agreed. But um, you couldn't. So Josh just got out of the sauna, and he was he's <laughs> destroyed. <laughs> um, Still sweating yeah. as usual. Well, I mean, you're a sweater, so <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that had to do with the sauna. But uh, how long were you in there? Twenty plus minutes at 140. With two women that had been in there for 40, 40 minutes, minutes before I got in at, there. Who, who you said, Anha and Blake were in there? Yes. Yeah, they were both in there. The, <laughs> that, it's it's definitely an acquired tolerance. Mm -hmm. And the, if you've never, so we have an infrared sauna here. The infrared is different than like a, a typical sauna. Mm -hmm. So a typical sauna, you would probably need to have the temperature like around the 180 to 200 range. And to be in there for an equivalent amount of time before it becomes uncomfortable. Okay. Uh, but this one, I mean, for most people, 130 to 135 is enough. Yes. Um, once you get into the 140, 150 range, that starts to get pretty uncomfortable. Okay. Uh, it's kind of like, I don't want to say it's a microwave because I don't want to have, I don't want people to have this vision of like your insides are cooking, but uh, it, it is, it's different. It's yeah. different, and I don't really start to like sweat profusely until like around the one forty range at about thirty minutes. I think the most I've ever done in there is forty to forty-five minutes, and I was just like, heart rates up real high, 
I'm like, I'm starting to get uncomfortable in here. Like, yeah. Um, so I'm 38 years old now, and the first time I got into a sauna was two weeks ago here. And I asked Jess, and Jess said, go ahead, hop on in it. It's warm. I just got out of it. And so I jumped in there 20 minutes later. I'm holding I on for dear life. My heart rate was above 130. I'm looking at my watch, heart rate monitor. I'm just going, sitting. what is going on here? It's, um, I find it almost addicting. Mm-hmm. I love sitting in there. I have found it that as well. Um, I, I just think there. I mean, obviously, so there there are like some very obvious physiological benefits. So you know, uh, clearing out your pores, just sweating in general is good for the human body. But I also there's a lot of science and data behind doing two things, uh, but which is basically taking t- taking an organism, regardless of what it is, to extreme hot and cold. Mm-hmm. So it basically what it does is it, it starts to make the cells tougher, more resilient over time. So I'm a big fan of um, one thing I've noticed because I start I started doing it at ba- on base like uh, maybe a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. and I typically get like a weird little cold during the winter. And I don't get that anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I have not had it in two years. And I used to get it, like, clockwork every year. And it, I, I, I'm – because I really haven't changed anything else. Like, I, like my supplementation hasn't changed. My, my workout routine really hasn't changed. That's, like, the only big variable that I've changed is, like, consistently getting into the sauna. Wow. And um, I sleep better when I'm in there. My skin's better. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, I, my joints feel better, to be honest with you. Like, I think that heat kind of helps with lubrication as well as far as just, like, getting you moving. And then a lot of times what I'll do is I'll get in there, and then I'll stretch afterwards, and I right. feel like a million bucks. I walk out of there. I'm ice cold, obviously, because the air temperature. And so I get in and take a hot shower. Mm-hmm. So today I was in there, and Blake said, you need to take a cold shower. So I got in there and tried taking a cold shower, talking about uncomfortableness. I was in there <laughs> jumping around. Heart rate went back <laughs> up to 130 again. I'm oh. like, okay, so here we go, getting some but more that, uncomfortable. That, con- that contrast stuff is really cool, too, is, like, going back and forth between the two you mm-hmm. know i would i'm 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 really want to get like an ice tub back there or like okay. a like a cold whirlpool back there so that you could go back and forth right. you know and do you know whatever it is 60 minutes of like 10 minutes back and forth 10 mm-hmm. minutes in 10 minutes cold 10 minutes hot 10 minutes cold 10 minutes hot wow. 10 minutes cold and just do that i really like to get in there in non-training days mm-hmm. and uh and just sit in there on days that i don't train right because i like because it, it is taxing on the body to sit in there for some duration. So, um, like I said, like, so if you're at the gym and you haven't tried it out, I highly recommend it. I um, do as well. Yeah. I've been looking into buying one for the house because that, that brand, that you know, it doesn't seem to be too expensive. Jacuzzi? Or, no. I mean, you can buy singles for, I want to say, like, 1500 yeah. you know, If you've got the space at your house, then um, then do it. But Just yeah, don't I mean, put it in your living room. Yeah, definitely don't put it in your living room. Um, Seamus. Um, <laughs> the... <laughs> Yeah, like I'm a I'm a huge fan of that thing. Um, I I like really really dig it. But um, yeah, so seven years we've talked about the fact that you sweat a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually trying to think about this. I actually don't remember kind of like when you started. Yeah, so I started. Um, it's, that, it's, it was, it's that long ago. It, it's been know? a very long time. I don't know the exact date, but it was in the winter time. It was in Novemberish. Um, I had never done CrossFit in my life before. For those of you that don't know, I have an office 
on Arrow Avenue, which is less than a tenth of a mile away from here. So I would so drive. It's basically by. the street behind the gym. Yeah. So if you remember, it's where we run the mile course. Correct. Yeah. Yep. So you run, run right by Josh's it. office and you run the mile oh, course. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, and uh, so I would drive by here every day on my way to and from work um, in the middle of the day, and I would see people in the parking lot, and I got intrigued, and so. I came in one day and, and joined, and, and I've been here ever since, and I've loved it ever since. Who did you talk to when you came in? Stefan. So I, that might be why I don't remember, because were you, have you always, so Josh is a very hardcore noon, yep. noon guy? Pretty were much. Because we didn't even have a noon then, did we? No, so when I first started, I came in in the afternoons to fulfill some of my afternoon habits that I wanted to try to get rid of. Okay. And so I would come in at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and I would sit here until 6.30 or 7 o'clock at night, literally. I would do an hour class, watch some of the guys do the next class it's always fun watching some of the other athletes yeah. and 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 then um then we would do some some uh some additional work push-ups and whatnot and, and stuff like that we'd get in a group and do 10 push-ups around the circle and you'd do 10 every time it got back to you you got to 100 it was it was pretty cool was yeah a, those little bro sessions yep we should bring those back yeah we, we definitely should, bring, should. should bring back some bro sessions quick yep. little pump and then and then once you transition to the noon you know my office is right around the corner yeah kind of suited me better slide over it's a good way to break up my day mm -hmm. i go back to the office the second half of the day is easy <clears throat> typically eat lunch at my desk when i get back um do you i always how do you feel actually so this is kind of a two-part question before when you're training do you notice a difference now like with regard to like your function your functionality at work now that you work out in the middle of the day, like, do you feel better in the afternoon or do you get sleepy after you? No, I train? get more energetic. Um, I'm more patient, you know, that I do agree with. Like, yes. I think people's, I think, I just think people are less inclined to get angry if you work out on a regular basis. Absolutely. So, you know, the patience is a big thing when I go back there and I'm, um, no, I'm, I'm more energetic. Um, look forward to the second half of my day, nine times out of 10. What's a work day for you? Like how many hours? Um, so I usually try to show up there at 6.30. I like to say 6, but my dad might disagree. <laughs> I show up there at 6.30, and my dad says, good afternoon, son, because he's been there since 5, and I'm sure he's going to listen to this and so laugh about the, this. So, for, so, so, so we didn't talk about what, what you do. So Josh, uh, Josh's dad and then you're a partial owner, correct, at this yeah, point? He's yeah, he's president. So, I'm yeah, vice president. He's a vice, Josh is the VP of Virginia Drywall. That's correct. So is it the largest drywall company? In I want to say it's top three in, in the area. And no what's the area? Order. Hampton Roads? Yeah, I'd say okay. Tyler. We do work as far as Williamsburg and northeastern North Carolina. Got it. There's two other big hitters, but no specific order. We're in the okay. top three. Got it. Okay. Um, so I show up to work at 630, we'll say, um, to make my dad happy. And, uh, you know, then I uh, usually cruise over here around 11.50 or maybe 12.02. Maybe 12.05. Yeah, yeah, for the 12.05 okay. class. Yep, which um, starts at noon. <laughs> and then I, uh, then I shower and head back to the, to the office and work till 4 to 4.30 or later if needed. But I like to okay. try to get out of there by 4.30 at the latest. I mean, so you have a, I mean, a decent work day. Was that so s roughly 7... 10 hour day it's a 10 hour day yeah. less of the hour at the gym and then yep. a, you know a little bit of shower time so it's yeah. it's, a, it's definitely pushing nine hours if you take the gym out of it yeah i mean 
I mean, that's a pretty standard work day for most people, I think. I would, uh, so, you know, the nine to five or the eight, 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 eight hour days. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like for like for most people that fall in that kind of like anywhere, anything between eight to, to ten, I think, is, is I fairly agree. standard. Um, Nowadays it is, yep. Um, Got to put in the extra work. Then there's other people that are work the crazy long hours. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so you get more energy when you're training. Yep. Um, so – so you were a swimmer back in the day. I was. So yeah. that was your that was kind of your claim to fame. I, I was I was a big baseball player and a swimmer and um, were you a pitcher? I was a pitcher and I was a catcher. Um, so as funny as that did sounds, you, <laughs> did you did you throw to yourself? No. Were, were you also extremely fast? You'd no. throw the home plate <laughs> yeah. and then. I had a really cool dad. My dad was always there to back up all my sports, and so I would usually come home from uh, school and pitch. He'd be my catcher, and I'd pitch to him, and we we would take turns as far as just practicing at, the, at home. But um, but no, so I was a, I was a really good baseball player and a really good swimmer, and it came down to it to where both the coaches were like, uh, you know, you got to pick this sport or leave the other one. That and so, really chaps my ass, to be honest know, with you. So I had to choose a sport, and I chose swimming. Um, and I missed baseball after that for sure. Um, I had a baseball coach that made me do the same thing. Yeah. So, you which know. was ridiculous on his part because my father was the basketball coach and I was, like, <laughs> do, you, do you really think I'm going to choose baseball? Right. But I was the same way. Like I, I was, I was, pr- I was pretty good at all three sports. Like I could have played like probably as far as I would have wanted to in all three. Right. But I would tell you. I was probably I was best at basketball because that's where I put the most time. Mm-hmm. I probably put the least amount of time into baseball, but I was still pretty good because yeah. I was just an athlete. But I, I, I but I feel like, like they pushed me away from baseball, and I would have stayed longer and enjoyed it and mm-hmm. been a benefit in some way to the team. Had they, and that's what really bugs me today about youth sports gets is getting worse and worse and worse about really jamming athletes into one sport and mm-hmm. i just think that is a incredibly irresponsible but b incredibly detrimental to youth athletes yes yeah because it closes the door on a lot of other options my daughter's in gymnastics same thing i mean well, there's no way that she could i do mean forget sport. The, forget the closing the, the door like that is there's a fallacy with regard to going down that single path somehow better prepares me to for the next level like it does not um because there's other skills that you're going to develop by playing those other sports that you're now not going to get the benefit of. And this is before we talk about the fact that if I would, if I'm playing only a single sport, I'm I, they're all repetitive in nature. Right. Right. So baseball has certain things that are repetitive about it, like throwing mm-hmm. football is, you know, a lot of, uh, pushing a lot of start stop. Um, and then basketball is a ton of lateral movement, uh, a ton of jumping and, if you're doing the same thing in soccer, I mean, whatever sport you want, like you can pretty much mm-hmm. figure out something big. That is a just steady state thing you're doing all the time. Um, it can create a lot of imbalances and you can create what would essentially be like the equivalent of like overuse injuries mm-hmm. uh, yes. without giving the body a break. And I don't think that parents think about that enough is that that kid who is a child right. needs a break. Like, if you want them to enjoy that sport for life, they need a break. Yeah. So uh, that yeah. was one of the reasons why the coaches, the swim coach especially, was like, you you need to devote yourself because 
when I was swimming, I was a year-round swimmer. I had to be at swim practice Monday, Wednesday, Friday before school. My my mom would get up That's in the morning crazy. and sit in the parking lot and sleep while I was doing this. So, again, I mentioned my parents were very supportive. They were always so supportive over all my sports. But my mom would take me to there, sit in the parking lot um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday mornings. And then she would take me to school. I went to private school. I would get out of school and go to practice Monday through Friday afternoon for two hours, and then I would go Saturday mornings as well. So I had so that's that nine, nine practices. practices in six days, and I only got Sundays off. I'm, to some extent, I understand that for swimming. Like, I do think that there's certain sports where volume matters. So, mm-hmm. like, the amount of time you spend in the pool swimming, mm-hmm. uh, it does matter. Like, I have to build a, a very specific amount of, you know, cardiorespiratory endurance and you know, muscular stamina to be a good swimmer. Right. Uh, there's also I was a sprinter. Surprise, was gonna, surprise. Yeah, yeah. Josh yeah. doesn't like the longer, the longer <laughs> time events. The, the well, the other thing is like depending on the swimmer, like there's different strokes. Like, in, if yeah. you swim a medley, then I have to probably get into everything. Yep, you know, oh, so, exactly. Um, so there's there's a lot of facets there, but um, My, I but I also don't think people should be swimming year round. Right. Yeah, I didn't. It was just year round for. Goodness gracious! I started doing. I was seven. Like you're gonna do that at some point because at some point the at like, at some point you're gonna have to break off. Mm -hmm. So you're gonna have to ditch everything else because now I'm in college and that's my thing. Like I'm on scholarship, so now your job is now whatever that sport is. But for high school, I think, and, and most people don't know this, but college coaches look at athletes if to see if they play other sports like the vast majority of uh of football players in that play d1 Mm -hmm. if you're looking at like like the big five conferences those coaches are looking for multi-sport athletes Hmm. because they want to see how they how they interact in certain sports that are not like they're they're in their wheelhouse for instance like if they're a football star but they also play basketball they're going to look at how they interact on the basketball court that tells me a lot about the that that athlete and and their ability to thrive in a team environment Makes or sense. or what um or or how they're going to react when things are not going well right so well like you said too get, getting burnt out so I got burnout. Um, yeah, know. a lot of kids do that. Yeah, or I like baseball, where there's like there's like kids who are having Tommy John surgery. Yeah, like in high school. Yeah, so some I, of it is elective. I did that all is that. crazy. I did all that from like sixth to seventh grade to till I was a senior, and I practiced all those practices, and and you know it came time to go to college, and I got a scholarship actually to George Mason. And I, okay. en- I ended up not going to George Mason. For I, swimming I, or yeah, baseball? For swimming. Okay. And I, um, <clears throat> I ended up going to East Carolina University. The Pirates. Um, the Pirates, yep. And I, and I did the club swim team, which was, you know, it's So you it's did continue to as swim. as demanding. Practices aren't required. You know, the meets are more laid back. It was fun. It was a fun way to kind of dial my swimming meets? down. How many What's a season look like in club swimming? <laughs> so it's just random. It's all over the place. <laughs> the practices were just, you know, show up if you want to show up. I, I sometimes wouldn't go to any practices and just go to the meets because, like I said, I was a sprinter. So I could just jump in the water and do a 50 freestyle, you know, sub 23 seconds and with my eyes closed at that point in my life i don't i doubt i could do it now but um but how fast i don't have any reference for how fast that is so anything sub 22 was super fast when i was when i was uh, swimming so to jump in the pool and with your eyes closed and go 50 meters 23 i'm trying to think i think my fastest 50 meter ever might be like 40 seconds i I would bet you could go faster than that i don't know i'm not super fast in the water i can swim for a long time yeah but i'm not super fast that's the difference between you and i yeah (laughs) i uh i don't i'm i'm i've always 
when I'm in the pool, particularly like freestyle, I'm like not good kicking. Right. Like I'm all arms. Right. Which I, I was I was similar to that. My dad would always be on the sidelines yelling, kick, kick, kick. Yeah. I was always using my upper body. I was a 50 freestyle, 100 freestyle, and 100 butterfly. I was actually state champion in all three of those events one year. But um, but those were my three main events. But, you know, those were upper body. The butterfly is big yeah, upper body. All upper body. Um, and you have long arms. So, yeah. So I was – um. I, I had struggled with kicking, but I was I was able, managed to to be pretty fast in those events um, with with minimal kicking involved. Well, but swimming is is like a lot of those kind of monostructural sports where like at some point your technique is the deciding factor. Like how efficient I am as as far as stroke stroke rate, right? All of those things uh, becomes a major factor. So yeah, for me, it was just zero to a hundred for those events. You know, just give it all you got, dump everything out that you have in the tank, and and go. Yeah, because you, you got nothing after that. It yeah. was just done. But, but everything was less than the fifty freestyle was twenty two seconds. The hundred freestyle was forty six seconds. The hundred butterfly was fifty seconds. I mean, so we're talking very short time frames to. to did get you it swim all. club all four years? I did. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So. Is that year-round as well? Is there like a season? It's just clubs? a season, yeah. What's a club swimming season? When is that it's in the, the year? winter. It's more like, so I would say it was like from October to like February-ish, and then they would be done. It's kind of like basketball. Yeah, so. All right, basketball is October to March. Yep. Yeah. yeah and, and, you know, it still allowed me to have a life in college. Yeah. Whereas, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but sports in college, if you're an athlete, like you said, that, that becomes your job in college. I mean, it, it, really it does, does depend on what level you play but i mean yes yeah. you know like it particular i mean if you're there on scholarship then make no mistake about it like that is your job that is how you're paying for school mm -hmm. um because you can in most instances you can lose that scholarship right and now you're really up shit's creek so um yeah and i always enjoyed basketball but i was for a lot of reasons i was I was very much over it when I finished college. Yep. It was it was very much a job that I was really wanting to not do anymore. How often do you play basketball now? Virtually never. <laughs> there, there you go. Yeah. And I always swore when I was back in the day when I was swimming, I was like, you know, I'm going to swim later on in life. This is good for me. It's going to be good exercise. And and I have not been in the pool. I think I've been in the pool once, and that was when you had a workout over at Bayside Rec Center. We need to do that again. Yeah, where I was over there getting out of the pool and getting water and then getting back in the pool. <laughs> Everybody was like, what's this guy doing? You're like, why so, is he getting water? We <laughs> don't um, stop in these workouts. This is yeah, CrossFit, like, right? What is he no. doing over there? <laughs> and then it would have been better if you were, if you would pour water on yourself like you normally do in the gym. <laughs> like just get in the water, Josh. Um <laughs> Yeah, that was a good time though. I enjoyed doing that. We definitely should do that again. Yeah, I know you do, do the open again. water swims at the beach, but um but uh, no, that was fun over there at the rec center. Yeah, no, I don't play anymore. Um for a lot of reasons. Uh, who was I talking to about this? Oh, Heidi. And I'm going to try to get her on the podcast cuz she was a college soccer player and she okay. was telling me the other day that she played soccer for the first time. Uh, in a long time, and um, it was funny. We were joking back and forth about I, and I don't want this to sound. It, it's going to sound how it's going to sound, but I, when you play at a certain level, mm -hmm. it's I don't find it to be fun to come back down a level. So agree. like there's like you know if you play Division One basketball, you know mid major Division One basketball is is the caliber of basketball there is like pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, the athletes are phenomenal. Um, the speed of the game is incredibly fast. And then to go back and try to play like 
pick up three on three at the YMCA with a bunch of people who, and this is not a knock on them. It's just, it's frustrating because the, they're not, there's just certain things that are intuitive once you play to a certain level, like you, I'm going to cut now, or I'm going to set this screen here, or I'm going to backdoor now, or I'm going to, and, and people don't pick those things up. So they're either in the wrong place at the wrong time or in the wrong place at the right time Mm -hmm. and then it's just frustrating because i want to pass you the ball but you don't know that you should not be there or i'm going to make a cut now and you're there but there's really no logical reason for you to be standing there right um so it's like stuff like that and then a couple steps backwards yeah and i um and i just get frustrated like so i i have to just i so i don't do it for the purposes of of just not driving myself insane because I'll be super angry about it. Right. And I probably suck at basketball right now. <laughs> so that's the other reason I don't do it. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm well, not. You're super competitive. So I'm sure that has a factor in it right. as well. So particularly in that team sport, I'm not, I'm not super competitive in CrossFit, but in that team sport, yes. like we're playing a pickup five on five game. You're that's a side. Demanding. Of, that's a side of me that most people that don't know me, like pre CrossFit, you're the point guard. Don't know. You're yeah. Po- so, so that's a side. You count on all the other four guys to do what they're supposed so to. So that's do where I'll kind of like. To be. I'll kind of really. I don't want to say I can be not fun to be around, but <laughs> I'm demanding about <laughs> what should be happening on the floor. So uh, yeah, it's it can be super frustrating sometimes. Um, now I do enjoy putting a basketball in my hand and just like shooting. Right, right. You, you have know. a basketball hip at your house. I don't, but I should. Yeah, it would be like go. a good little um, stress reliever occasionally. Christmas idea, Jess. You know, I, I don't think the HOA would allow us to. <laughs> By the way, I know that's a whole. I'm going to do a podcast one day on the uselessness of homeowners associations. Oh gosh, I, I can imagine. I just want to blow them up. Um, that's not a threat if the FBI is listening to this. So I'm okay. considering moving into a condo. So you would tell me not to, huh? Well. I mean, it is what it is. Like in, in a lot of instances, you don't really have a choice. Mm-hmm. It's just me being, it's me being a grumpy old person yes. about like I don't want to pay you guys this money because I really don't understand what you do for me. Right. Besides, fucking bug me, <laughs> you know, and and take my money. Um. So yeah, I'm sure um, you have some annoying neighbors as well. That no, my neighbors, everybody in the neighborhood is like pretty stays to themselves. Sometimes you know? those kind of associations can have stickler. Neighbors oh, that yeah, let there's you like do the, the old let you lady. Bend the rules. Yeah, yes, there's exactly. the old lady who you know who will submit a uh, a grievance against you if you leave your trash can on the curb for 45 seconds longer than it should be. Exactly. Yes. Um, so yeah, but anyway, um, how so? How long? So you swam all in club all the way through college and then graduated college. In when did you graduate? 2003. 2003. Yep. So you graduated high school in 99. 90, yep. Yeah. Yep. So we're in the same. We're the same age. Um, I also graduated in 99. And then what did you do? Did you do anything post-college? As far as? Like fitness in general. Or so, like yeah, I actually was a member at Inlet Fitness for a little while. I got right out of college and joined Inlet Fitness, and I would go over there and do the upper body workout, and curls, chest, back, and tries. And if, if I could run a sub-eight-minute mile, my legs were in shape enough and then I came to CrossFit, and I learned that that was not so the case. But no, so I, I spent quite a bit of time at Inlet Fitness. I, fitness was has always been a big part of my life. I've always Were liked you? to at least at the very minimal go spend an hour at Inlet, you know. But that yeah. also enti- is involves thirty minutes, fifteen to thirty minutes of socializing and not working out. Which yeah, that's fair. Know, that's that so. But, but no, I would go over there after work four or five times a week. So would it be safe to say you haven't had any significant breaks in your fitness 
since since you started swimming? I would say so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, safe to say that. Some people have like a little There's hiatus. been the ups and downs, you know, where you stop going to the gym for two, three weeks, and then you find yourself like, all right, I got to get my ass back in the gym. I took you know, a – I that, took that, a, that, can be ta- that can be detrimental to some people's workout schedules. You take a month off and sit on the couch, the next thing you know, it's been three months and you haven't done anything. That happens to a lot of people, at least That's happened first. to me before. I did you that um, – I don't remember when it was. It was probably like around 2000 and – five six time frame no Mm -hmm. maybe a little bit later than that but i kind of got in this little downward spot where i like i you know started putting on a little bit of weight and i mean i wasn't like fat but i was like heavier than i'd ever been basically um before you know it one week turns into two two weeks turns into a month one month turns into three months a ton it's Um, crazy you know i was just like eating like a turd Um, right so yeah i mean it definitely happens and it makes getting back into fitness really really challenging so i have empathy for people that come in they're like i've taken 10 years off and i'm like i get it a friend of mine and i were talking about this morning and she uh she was telling me today's her 100th day going to uh she's going to one life fitness but she did not work out for 12 years and now she's at her 100th day and she's back into it you know i told her it's just it's crazy I had this exact conversation. I said, just don't fall off the wagon because if you do, you're going to find yourself five years from now yeah. not going to the gym again. That's funny because when I did, um, my buddy and I, we just did, um, we went to Raleigh and we went for, for Best Hour of Their Day podcast. And we, I, it was weird. It was this, a lot of the gyms in Raleigh, and I've been to a lot of gyms, but like a lot of the gyms in Raleigh, track member attendance and they basically give awards for certain numbers Mm. and i was like we need to do that and you brought that up again um and i'm now i'm writing it on the whiteboard in my office because we need to do that but so they had like that you would get an award if you i think one gym they're like if you hit like 700 attendances they give you a barbell wow like your own barbell Mm -hmm. like with your name on it i was like damn i was like that's pretty that's des- cool. Uh, you're probably deserving of that, though. At that point, like, yeah, that's a, that's not a, that's not. I wouldn't say that's a significant investment for somebody. You know, let's say that I'm trying to figure how long that would take. That would take a significant amount of time to get to 700 if you are an average of like three time a week person. Yeah, so say 50 weeks in the year, you go five times a week. That's 150. <laughs> so it's going to take you five years. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a while. Dang, I might be deserving of a barbell, Fern. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, well, we're I definitely approaching I def- 700 here. Probably, I, I, I mean, realistically, uh, you're probably not far off. Like, you're probably at least in the 500s. But I would the, like to think so. The the bummer about that is, I well, there's definitely some people that were here pre Wattify. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was here pre Wattify. Were you? Mm-hmm. Okay, so so we don't know what those numbers are. Right. So that's the big bummer. But, and it's not that I'd be like, ha you weren't here that many times. <laughs> um, but I'm bummed because I don't I actually don't know what that num- – I don't know what the accurate number is. So somebody like um, – like You had a, another program you were using before, Waterfall. Mind, Body, Online. Yeah, I was it was, for that. That was very short-lived. Uh, no, we had it for years. It's, it's just – it's way too robust for what CrossFit gyms need. Gotcha. So, like, it has – I'm just making this up. Let's say it has 99 functions within the system. CrossFit gyms need 10 of them. Right. So it becomes incredibly difficult to navigate and gotcha. train people on how to use it. It's just it's just far too much functionality. But like Nelly, mm-hmm. she's coming up on 10 years, dude. And wow. That's Yeah, so I have no idea how many times she's been here. But like it's she, way over 500. She's owed a barbell too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> she's owed a lot. Um, 
she's a stud. So yeah, um, yeah, no, that's always something. love Nelly and Laura. Yeah, yeah, shout so, out, ladies. Yeah, shout out. You guys deserve it. The because yep. uh, Laura lays the hammer down on those little kids in there. Um, <laughs> the but yeah, it's one of those things where um, that's something we we need to be better at here. Like, so that's something I think about critically about like, we need to be better about like highlighting people's successes, which is in a lot of instances, just literally showing up. I would agree with that statement. 100%. I've watched so many people grow here, Matt, Nicole. I mean, it's funny. You know, they come, when you watch people come in here, they can't even get an air squat below parallel. Mm -hmm. And, 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 you know, some of the girls can even do a push up, And then, I mean, now you got you got people that that just you know get their first push up, they get their first pull up, or bar muscle ups. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I I got my first two ring muscle ups in my first year, and then because I tried every day after class, and then I stopped doing it, and I haven't couldn't tell you when the last time I did a ring muscle up was, but you know, right? I've, so lesson to all of you out there: don't don't stop doing things, otherwise you lose it. Yeah. So. But, no, I've just focused, started focusing on different parts of my fitness here. I got into squatting, as you know, for a long time. It's you are a fan of the heavy barbell. Yes, I love I love the heavy barbell. I used to – I never squatted for all you people that that, that know me. Um, I, I never squatted one time in my life until I came to CrossFit Rife. Um, ever? Never back squatted, ever. Not one time in any of my sports. Now, did I sit on a machine at Inlet Fitness that simulated back squatting? Maybe. You know, your legs? Yes, I did leg presses and stuff like that. <laughs> this I'm is talking about with a barbell on your back, racked out of the bar, and, and doing 10 this squats. Is, this or is something. a terrible thought. But anytime somebody tells me that, my first thought is like, how do you walk around? Like, how does your how do your legs not crumble under the weight of your own body? Well, I already scenario? told you that. I, I, could, uh, I could run a mile. You know, if I can run a mile under eight minutes, my legs are good to go. That that was my philosophy, at least. That's your litmus test for that was your me legs. In, that was me in college, and so an eight-minute mile is like your. That was like that your was just, thing. Yeah. Let me go in there and do. If my, I can do this, I'm good. Yeah, I'm gonna do curls. I'm gonna do bench press. I'm gonna do back, and then I'm gonna run a mile, and then I'm out of the gym. I've got my my full body workout, so to speak. I mean, I can't really disagree with that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. I, I think everybody's got their thing, which is like their threshold for for. I've still got it in air yeah. quotes. Um, so what? So do you have a new one? Is there is there like something you still want to be able to do when you're fifty five or sixty? That's a great question. I definitely want to still be here. I would like to be squatting over three hundred pounds at at fifty five, sixty years old easily. I I would love to be able. That to, would be legit. You know, I mean, well, I don't I don't think that's a problem. I'm coming up on forty. If I just stick around, I mean, maybe. What's your back squat now? Like three fifty, three sixty. Yeah, I could do 350 probably right okay. now. I've had it up to 375, but then I yeah. just, you know, kind of stopped training as much as I used to. When I, I actually agree with you. That's one of my metrics that I'm like, 155, I want to be able to back squat three wheels. I'd, I'd like to be able to to uh, to clean 250 at least when I'm 55, 60. Okay. You know, that'd be well, nice. That's a bigger number than me. Really? That I'm, that I'm, yeah. Maybe I'm shooting S for the stars here. No, I mean, it's definitely doable, hey, Like, but, goals, but mine's just a little bit lower. You're right. also bigger than I am, right. so that's, that's a little bit probably more feasible, but – the what else um uh shoot you know i mean just coming in here and doing the daily workouts and you know obviously i think the weights are gonna obviously good come down um as i get older for sure but um but you know i i want to stay into crossfit as long as i possibly can and, and do okay. everything that crossfit has to offer to me you know, i won't be doing ring muscle ups but i'll be out there doing pull-ups and ch hopefully some chest bars still by then i don't I, I hope to stay fitter you know i hope to keep riding this Riding this uh, train the way the way that it's been taking me, and um, and I and I foresee it taking me to good places, man. It has so far. 
I mean, this has not let me down whatsoever. I think um, it's it's made me a better person, made me a better employee, made me a better boss, made me a better son. The CrossFit's a is a very important aspect of my life. I think that is interesting because, um, yeah, like I I look at fitness and longevity a little bit differently now, mm-hmm. like where it's like. Um, where I look at it, or like I don't want to be like crazy fit. Like there's just a couple of things I don't want to be able to do, which right. which like put you kind of like make would make you a superhero. So right. like you know like I want to be able to do ring muscle ups and walk on my hands. Like not even a specific number, just be able to physically do it. At what age are we talking? At now? like fifty five to sixty. Okay. So if I could do ring muscle ups, walk on my hands, back squat three fifteen, clean and jerk two twenty five. The big one, which I think it might be a little aggressive, is snatch my body weight. Okay. That's going to depend on, like, so you start to lose mobility as you get a little bit older. Right. Um, so that one is probably going to be the hardest one to to maintain, but I don't know. Probably still doable. I think doable. you can do that. Yeah, yeah. It's probably still doable. You're light, um, uh, lighter than me. <laughs> um, it, yeah, and also depends what you weigh, but yes. um, but like 185 would be that target number. So now you snatch 185. Right. Which is not great. Like nobody's like, ooh, you snatch one eighty five. But if you're fifty five and you snatch one eighty five, like That's you're, your body weight. yeah, you are, you're doing all right. Like right. you're, you're hanging with the youngsters. So, uh, yeah, that's the kind of stuff that I want to try to do. Um, I mean, I, I just think it speaks to like your quality of life. Like you're, you don't have any problems like navigating the world. In I that like scenario. the handstand walk too on fifty five. I, I, I think I, it'd be badass. I mean, I'm, I weigh two twenty, and I can walk on my hands pretty far out there. On, on a good day, I can yeah. cover twenty five feet, and and um, you know, I mean, I've, I've come a long way with that too. That's cool. That, that's a, that's one of the things that I practiced every day after the gym workout and i was able to get it you know and i still got that one i didn't lose it like the muscle ups well i mean we program it pretty pretty frequently too so people get to practice it but um so was fitness always a part of so like you played sports so it sounds like that was always kind of part of your your youth like it was just something that was just part of your household yeah, yeah. My mom. Because your dad, dad's a pretty active guy. My dad is an active guy. He plays, plays a ton golf. of golf. Yeah, plays a lot of golf. He was an athlete when he was growing up. He what ran a lot. He played some softball when okay. he was growing up. Um, but but you know he always expected me to be into some sort of a sport. It was there was not not really an option. So I started out at soccer, which I was actually pretty good at. Okay. I played at soccer for for a while. I don't even you know started. Soccer's doing really big around here. Yeah. So I started doing that when I was. Ah, shoot, four, four, three, four years old is just as small as I could be. And I played yeah. that all, all the way up until when I was playing baseball. And then I got good at baseball. I had to give soccer up. And then um, something I didn't mention was my senior year in high school, I, I did play lacrosse. I used to mess around with a lacrosse stick um, with a lot of my buddies. For just one year? Just one year, bud. You just decided, like, I'm going to pick up lacrosse? All right. Well, I so I was getting ready to say I um, – I asked that because it's not the easiest sport to pick up. So I, I had a stick, and uh, a lot of my good friends at Cape Henry Collegiate, where I went to high school, it's a private school around here, which back then the, only the private schools had lacrosse around here. There wasn't a whole lot I of lacrosse going on. I think that's still kind on. of the case. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but a lot of my buddies played lacrosse, and so I had a stick, and during free time I would throw the ball with them, and I just kind of was picking things up from them. And, yeah. Um, and I and I actually got pretty decent at it, and so they were like, "You should jump on the team." And so I kind of like a walk on, and I got to start a few games. Got the, it's a it's a That's contact cool. sport. I got the, you know, I enjoyed the contact. I was a huge lacrosse fan when I was in college. 
A, because of the lacrosse team at the academy was exceptional. So they yeah. lost to Syracuse in the national championship my senior year. But uh, it's very similar to basketball okay. with regard to, like, the plays, the speed, the just the general tactics involved. People being um, where they need to be? Uh, no, just mean, like, there's a, there's a lot of things like pick and rolls, you know, like there's set plays that, like, in, like, passing, cutting. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, the, the, the basic framework of it is very very similar it's just one i'm using a stick and a ball and the other one i've got a basketball but they're they're very very similar like with regard to how you do them like you've got i don't say like in basketball you've got like a center a postman but like you've got very similar things in lacrosse where like generally i have a bigger guy who's kind of like a a log that i stick right in front of the goalie and we do certain plays based off of that uh, which is like a center of four in basketball so um that was what i played i was an attack yeah yeah so a short stick guy yep, yep. yeah yeah um yeah but i was a huge fan i just like the speed of the game is really fast Very which i, fast en- yeah, which I enjoy yeah. oh yeah um so yeah no i if i was if if they'd have had that like in the south because they don't really have lacrosse in the south like mm-hmm. it's a very much like a mid-atlantic northeast sport yes. the i definitely would have played because yeah. that would have been right up my alley just like it it it, it, f- it fit my capability basically like all the things i was good at mm-hmm. like hand-eye coordination foot speed you know like endurance like those were all things i'm like okay i could probably be okay at this sport yeah um that was so. a very fun sport i have no regrets oh, i think it. it's awesome i still enjoy watching i it wish today. i played more of it myself you know I, I like i just think it's challenging like the whole like I, I always enjoyed watching guys who were really good at stick handling I'm like, man, that's a that's a legit skill. Yeah. Like hockey's the same way. Right, yeah. I'm just like, I don't know how people play that sport. I've not figured that out. So let me ask you this. What sport this is a, I love this question. What sport do you think has the best athletes? Right? Wow. And when I say the best athletes, it like it, it needs to be like in order to play the sport rig uh so like certain sports you could you could start to basically eliminate right off the bat, which is like football. Meaning, not to say that I'm not saying football athletes are not great athletes, because they are. Like, I'm not, I'm not debating that one bit. However, um, there are certain requirements, depending on my position, that I don't have to be good at at all. Like, for instance, if I'm a, you know, an offensive lineman, at no point do I have to catch anything. Right. You know, which is a hand-eye coordination. And again, not to say these guys don't have good hand-eye coordination, because it's a lot of handwork on the line, but it's different, right? Gotcha. They also don't have to be super fast because they're right. 350 pounds yes you know and then baseball depending on what league you play baseball you may never have to swing a baseball bat right right you could just literally just be a pitcher mm-hmm. and have no other skill set whatsoever right so with that in mind what sport do you think has the best athletes you took my number one answer man baseball I, I, i'm no you said football like, like you kind of nixed football right off the get-go but i was more thinking of like a quarterback so I was more, you know. So let's let's back up. You asked more. So, about but again, like, and again, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. I just like to bat this idea around because, yeah. like, I don't think most of us would agree that Tom Brady is a phenomenal quarterback. That's exactly. But if I take him out was. of football yes. and out of the quarterback position, yes. I don't think he's a very good athlete. Okay. You know, we've you. seen his combine run; it was not good. <laughs> well, I mean, well, is CrossFit considered a sport? So. Uh, I don't actually consider it a sport. No, so let me get to, let me back. It is a sport, meaning okay. like there's a competition where people go head to head, and there's a winner and a loser. I don't necessarily think that some of the top athletes in CrossFit are athletic. I think they're just fit. Okay. 
So I've heard this described as an athlete is somebody who is good at real-time physical problem-solving, meaning here's a thing. You have, you have little to no time to figure out how to navigate the scenario, whether it's an optical, whether it's you and another person, um, or whether it's you and another person and an object. Right. But really athletic people can just do those things. Um, and I've seen a lot of really high-level CrossFit athletes who are horrific if I were to give them a ball of some sort and say, throw it or kick it, right. you know, and it's just like, oh, my God, you're just really fit, but you are not athletic. So, goodness, I don't you know, um, what sport? You're, you're nixing them out, man. Well, no, I mean, there's I'm a ton of sports. To I've only, we've only, we've only talked about three. Well, now, now I'm comparing to CrossFit because CrossFit's not a sport. But then, then you, you know, you, it is a you sport. Throw the analogy I just, about throwing a ball into. But I think one there's of these a difference athletes. between being fit and being athletic. Okay, so what sport? Your question to me. What do you think has the best athletes all around, regardless of position? Best all around athletes. I'll give you a hint. Mine is not basketball. I'm gonna go with uh, with lacrosse. Okay, I would take I'm lacrosse. Go with lacrosse. I would take lacrosse. I, you, if anybody sits down and watches a lacrosse game and you follow how fast it is, it's, I how think fast? It, I think it's considered the fastest. Sport Probably, on foot and if you, everybody if on the field has to have all of the skill sets to play yes. lacrosse. Some people are better than others, right? Some, you know, like long stick defenders are better, different than attackers, different skill sets. But like again, like soccer would be a different one. Like you can't use your hands. You don't ever use your hands for anything. So like right. you could literally be like have the worst hand-eye coordination ever right. and potentially be a pretty good soccer player right yeah so i think it's probably something along the lines of like lacrosse rugby or maybe hockey oh they're yeah like i mentioned before i have no idea basketball is like a maybe fourth place in there yeah but like i would say like probably those three lacrosse rugby or hockey and if you think about it they're all kind of similar um, and you basketball kind of falls in there too. You ever put yourself on ice skates and go ice skating? It's horrendous. Yeah, so I can go out there and I can skate around okay. you know, in circles and go out there with my daughter. And but then I, when I'm out there, I'm thinking to myself, imagine putting a stick in your hand and going after a puck. Oh yeah. And all the contact. I mean, and those guys fight on their ice skates for crying out loud. I mean, you watch them guys fight. It's like, dude, I, it's crazy. You know, I it's can't, like I can't why, fight that good on land. Why is that? By the way, why is that still? Why is that the only sport where that's still acceptable? That's a good question. I think they should allow it in more sports. Do you agree? <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but it's just There'd weird. Be, the kids would be fighting all over the place. It's <laughs> just weird that that is that is just an accepted part of the sport is fighting, it and is. no other sport is that okay. No, they're just like, yeah, we fight, and then we go in timeout for a little bit, and then I come back out. <laughs> right. it's like, what? And every other sport that is literally a multi-game suspension. Mm -hmm. um, no, but I think uh, one of the more impressive impressive things I've ever seen in sport is uh, like a world class hockey player mm -hmm. do I don't know anything with a hockey stick and a puck. Like yeah. it is incredible yep. the hand eye coordination and the speed and the timing that that requires. I find it to be one of the more fascinating things in sports. No, yeah, um, it is because it's I just I mean it's so it's virtuosity at its best. I found myself watching more hockey after the Nationals won. I mean, sorry, not the Nationals, the Capitals. After Are the, you? After the Cap I'm a Washington fan across the board. Just Washington. sports in general? We Washington Redskins, okay. yeah, Washington Capitals. That's a tough, that's yeah, a tough that's a fan. Yeah, but I'm, I'm loyal. <laughs> um, the Nationals and the, and the Capitals, you know, when they just won the Stanley Cup the other yeah. year, I, I found myself wa getting more into it when they did win the Stanley Cup. And that's cool. It's amazing to watch those guys, like you said. It's 
definitely a, a difficult sport okay. to encompass. So speaking of difficult, what about uh, when you when you came into CrossFit? Like, what was the most difficult part about it? Hmm. Um, learning some of the new movements um, that I had never done before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I, I was very welcomed when I came here, so that was definitely not awkward. You know, I'm a pretty open guy. I like to converse with people. I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed that part of this, so that was definitely not – I can see that being a, an, an obstacle for some people that are maybe more, you know, not so social. Like walking into the door and there's all these 15 people wanting to talk to them because this place is just very – you know, when you walk in here, you're, everybody's got open arms and socialization. Yeah, and it's a very social environment and here. This yeah, community, sure. yeah, this, the gym here is awesome. And um, um, everybody's easy to get along with. But, um, but you know, I can see that being an obstacle for some people. But I, when I got here, I'm going to say the barbell was probably something that was tough for me. Because you just had – you didn't have I'd any experience with it? With, yeah, none of it, yeah. And now it's my favorite. I love the barbell movement. Um, you know, and um, um, I would say clean and jerking and snatching. I mean, that, that's, the yeah, most, that's complex know. stuff. Like yeah, that's, that's Olympic scares, lifting. For, yeah, you know, that so. scares a lot of people. It's, it's pretty complex. But now there's, I love both of them. There's always different pitfalls that I see depending on the individual. So, like, if you're, if you're timid, just the environment in general. If you're an A type, it can be challenging from a standpoint of you're going to lose. Right. Like. A female is going to beat you at something. Right. Or somebody who's smaller, in air quotes, or, you know, who you feel that you should be able to beat is going to beat you. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, it's it's always interesting to see how people react in those environments. Yeah. It kind of tells you a lot about people. But um, I'm, I'm just always curious, like, if there's – and some people are totally – some people, like, they – that's totally their environment. They walk in, they're like, this is where I need to be. Yeah. yeah not, well, I don't, when I got here, the, the – after a month, I knew this is where I needed to be, and, I, and I've been here since. But, um, you know, barbell to me was putting weight on the bar and bench pressing. That was literally the, the, the limit to my barbell movement before I came here. And, and I'll never forget when I came here, I wanted to clean 135 one time. <laughs> How crazy is that now when I think about really, it? Really, that was a goal? Yeah, because, I, I mean, I was having a hard time doing with 95 pounds with proper form and everything, but I will never – Really? I, 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 have, I have it posted on Instagram. When I when I first cleaned 135, you know, I was mind-blown that I had, was able to do it, and now I can do – Do you, you have know, that video readily it's, it, available? It's a, it's a picture. Yeah, I can send it to you. My phone's off. I had to turn it off because I didn't want to get interrupted during the podcast. I'm here. very curious. Yeah, so – That's, uh, that's really – that's really funny. So, um, but, but now I can do twice that. <laughs> I felt you know? I felt that way about uh, overhead squatting. Oh yeah, overhead. Like, yeah, that's definitely the first day I overhead squatted one thirty five. It was like the American flag came down from the ceiling. <laughs> they played the national anthem. There's doves flying around. Like yes. it was crazy. Yeah, um, which is squatting. funny because I don't like. I mean, you know, I've been doing this twelve years, so I don't think people realize that I was. You know, I'm still not a – I wouldn't consider myself, like, a fantastic mover. I'm a pretty good mover. But I really struggled in that, in some things, like, when I first started. And overhead squatting was one of them. Right. Um, it was just, like, devastating. No. So Yeah, that was hard. That was very tough for me at, at the beginning. I think I did 95 pounds. And I'm going to do an difficult. Instagram story here, too. So, yeah. you're, you – so, how long did it take you to clean 135 power clean? I'm gonna guess probably a good six months or whatnot. Do you um six months? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe less. 
Okay. But once I got it, I kind of was able to. I was going to say you're an athlete, so you, like, pick up on it. Yeah. I mean, I watched you do butterfly pull-ups one day, and then I jumped up on the barbell. Do you know how long that took? I went right from strict to butterfly. I could never get the kipping pull-up down. Not a good idea. I just watched you do the butterfly, and I jumped up there and did the butterfly. And maybe it was because I was a butterfly swimmer. Yes. So you did have an advantage (laughs) there uh, with regard to that, which is – which is not unusual for swimmers. Right. So I, I think that is is pr- fairly common, actually. Right. So I think that's cool. But the uh, – yeah, man, everybody has, like, their weird, their own little weird hiccups. Right. But, yeah, it's uh, – Now I can do the kipping, regular kipping. You always, and you always told me, man, you you got to have the regular kipping because when the butterfly's gone, if you don't have it, you're if, up shit's creek, dude. if you don't think it's going away, i got to work out for you. <laughs> the um, – yeah, it's uh, it's always funny. So, ha- so here's what I'm interested in: Has your approach to training changed in in seven years? Like, how do you look at training now? Now hmm. that you're seven years into this and you're almost forty years old? No, I mean, I like to try to get in here four to five times a week. You know, it usually turns into four. Um, I used to get in here a little more when I could, um, but I, you know, my approach is to get my ass in here and. and and do it, you know. Just like you said, half the, the half the battle showing up, man. Walking in that door is all I got to do, even if it's a little bit late. <laughs> um, God, I, I'm so ashamed of like we used to punish people for being. I late. remember that. Yeah, you're gonna do burpees. And I, I remember reading that you sent out an email saying that you're gonna be doing burpees if you show up late. I sent out an email. Yeah, you, I, it was somewhere I read it that you, oh, if people God. that are late are gonna be getting punished, and oh. you let people know because I mean I. I get it that at the afternoon classes it's probably a little bit more stringent. You know, you guys have got to start and stop. There's a there's what is there three, four, five, six? So there's there's four that's classes just, back to back to back to back. Yeah, but that's just immaturity. Yeah, that was just immaturity on my part. Well, no, I mean I th- I think people should be held accountable. In the well, time. I, I, I mean that, like yes, if some so if somebody's chronically late because they're just a chronically late person, that's one thing. But what we've come to understand is like people have lives. People aren't late because they want to be late or they don't care. They're late right. because something happened in route to getting here. Yeah. So are we we have a standing rule. The only thing you're to do if somebody shows up late is say, hey, what's up? Happy right. to have you. Right. Get yeah. in here. Get, yep, that's that's it. I like it. I don't really have any of those excuses. Now, we my do office give, is like less than a tenth of a mile away. <laughs> we do give people shit, but that's, but that's not. I had a roadblock. But yeah, yeah, but that's not for. I'm like Josh. You work for literally 30 seconds away. The uh, but that's not because like we're. But that's all in good fun. That has like nothing to do with like we're gonna like. So for instance, I had the no, I didn't. I took the nine, and I think four people showed up late today. Between nine and nine oh four, I think four people showed up today. Okay. But if I look at those people that walked in the door, I'm like, has kids, has kids, has kids, and yeah. I'm like, I know you had, I know you had. We're on struggle bus trying to get that child out of the house this morning. Right. So I'm not gonna take a big crap on you because right. of that like that's ridiculous nope. so um no, I, and that's one of the main reasons i come to the noon i feel like it's a little bit more lenient if you will i don't and i don't want to say that that it's not that lenient in the afternoons but i like to shoot the shit afterwards and maybe hang around on the floor and, and whereas in the afternoons it's get move out, out of the way we have another class coming in and i think the know. nature of that class you like you have to be a little bit more lenient because it's understood that everybody's going to and from work right so it's like 
maybe you couldn't get out of work right then and there and get there on time. It's like, whatever, man. One like, of the things I also like that you've implemented here is that, you know, you've kind of opened the gym doors up from 6 a.m. until 6 p.m. And as you've probably seen, I've come. 7 p.m. 7 p.m. And, and I come in, um, you know, I, I do a lot of the class. I did the class yesterday. I came mm. in today and did a workout before this podcast to try to get rid of my nervousness. Mm. <laughs> Little did I know I didn't need didn't to be need nervous to for anything at all. Yep. Um, sat in the sauna with, with, with two girls and. And, and told him that's I was, the life at CrossFit, right? It's, 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 sit in the sauna with yeah, the ladies. Sit in the sauna with the ladies. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty pretty fun. But um, but no, you know, um, being able to come here whenever you want is is definitely a plus to me. I like that 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 option. You know, um, that, that was always not, a goal. It's not to take away from the classes though, because the classes here are awesome. The coaches here are awesome. I love coming in and and messing with the coaches. The coaches, we all, everybody in here has a great sense of humor. Um, and it's fun to fun to interact with the coaches and 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 whatnot during the classes. Um, it's fun to have the coaches just like Cassidy breathing down my neck, telling me to go always go faster, faster, Josh, faster, Josh, faster, and I'm dying. Yeah. You know, and and uh, but but one of the big parts for that, um, what this past year I went snowboarding with my daughter for five days, snowboarded five days in a row, came back, got on a trampoline, and hurt my ankle pretty bad i had to wear i had to to wear a boot and all that stuff so that was months but i did not yeah i was it was it was just a night how long was that whole process i mean it was months it was literally months like over four months i mean i had to get an mri which you have to go through the process and get the pre-insurance approved and then after i got an mri they wanted me to get a ct scan at the same damn place so i had to do another two weeks of pre-approval and you know it it was just a nightmare the the what i was told at the um the emergency room was that it was a minor fracture here's a little air cast and crutches six six weeks she'll be good to go well five six weeks into it i'm like i'm not gonna be all right i need to go see a podiatrist and then you know that then they put me in a real boot but um but back to what i was getting at is you know i was able to come into the gym and do the things that i could do there was not that i wouldn't think that you guys could um scale the classes for me i just knew that i couldn't come in here in a boot and do some of those workouts so i, I chose to come in here on my own and get on the ski erg which because you had just got some ski ergs at the time and and i would get on the ski erg and do 50 40 30 20 10 calories and then in between both of those i would do um pull-ups or push-ups or anything that i could do that wasn't on my ankle you know and i was yeah. able to come in here and get shit done and still try to f- you know focus on my fitness because i didn't like i didn't want to lose sight of fitness just because i had an ankle injury uh, opening up all day was multifaceted, but that was one aspect of it is to eliminate people's, um, cause everybody's got excuses and this is not to like browbeat anybody, but like we all, myself included, we're yeah. going to make excuses to not do things. Yep. And, um, so that was one of the big reasons we did that is to eliminate people's excuses to not training. Cause it's like, well, my schedule, I'm like, we're open all day. Like yeah. you don't work 12 hours a day. Nope. I'm sorry. Like yeah. most people do not. And like, unless you're a business owner or something like that, you do not work from 6am until 7pm. Like that is a super rare deal. I came um, in today and did the water of the day all on my own by myself out there, which was pretty fun. Cause it, it, involved, it ended up 933. It's pretty good. Um, beat you by yeah. 60 seconds. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> At 8.33. Wow. So I uh, I went a little too hot in the first round. I was yeah. like screaming through those overhead it got, lunges. It got spicy. It so th- was it worse on the arms or the legs? I want to say my, my hamstrings were lit. My legs were toast. Yes, yeah. by all means. And um, the snatches definitely got, got my heart rate up. That was because I was trying to cruise through those. The lunges, I was kind of trying to get my breath. But uh, but uh, the, the favorite part about coming in here and doing it by myself today was that – Lunges in a class, you may have to step back or step forward. I was able to walk 
today and that's you know, greedy Josh. i was by myself that's everybody greedy. so i was able to get, I get you know, it maybe that's why i was you're 933 like, so like 10. this stationary <laughs> stuff is bullshit yeah <laughs> no nope, i get it sorry everybody else that has to yeah. do the classes today and do yep. the step backs but yeah. i got to walk around yeah, the gym that's today. a veteran move right there <laughs> um, you're like no i think i'll come into my own and uh you know walk with all 50 feet um no i get it that's cool the um no that's awesome so Seven years. We got to figure out something to, to give people for like dip, for for these. I like that award that you were talking about earlier. I don't. I don't know how you would want a barbell. I don't know if everybody would want a barbell, yeah. but we we should figure out something. We need to give them like either. Yeah, like think a, about something they could use though. I mean, yeah, it, like it I'd like to down to maybe something me, like a Yeti thing with their name on it and CrossFit yeah, Rife or something like that. But, I, I like that. You give me a barbell. What am I going to do with it? I'm going to bring it into your gym and leave it here and leave it here yeah. because I'm not. It's cool, <laughs> but it's it's going to have my name on exactly. it, so nobody else could touch don't it. Don't right? touch it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I definitely. I would definitely would like to give people something that's a bit more useful. I would agree with you that. Know. Yes. Uh, okay. Most gonna, people, give me give some people a barbell. They're gonna take it and put it in a corner of their house. It's just gonna uh, sit there. Hundred percent. I'm gonna yeah. task Cassie yeah. with pulling those reports and just see if we can pull. Because I think we've been a Wattify for like five years. Yeah. Get them. I'd like to know. I, I would do actually. I'm gonna pull a total attendance. Report. I like actually, it. you know what? I'm gonna ask you a question. I'm gonna pull up your attendance right now. Oh, let's go right ahead. Um, What's the question? So, what? Um, I'm always very curious to see because generally CrossFit doesn't come with just physical benefits. It usually comes with benefits, and this is kind of we're circling back to kind of where we started this Mm -hmm. this podcast with what you're talking about is like, what are some of the things that that you've seen that are not that were like unanticipated about the benefits of coming in and like forget CrossFit, but like making fitness part of your life. Um, Goodness gracious, that's such a large question, but. Coming here has opened up my mind to many different things. Um, you know, it, it's added some structure, you know. Even though I, I come late to classes, it does add structure. Uh, the coaches hold you accountable when you come here, um, you know. And I try to take that back to my to my work, for example. And I like to hold my employees accountable. Um, and, um, you know, I, I, I can even say that, believe it or not, this has made me a better father. You know, I brought my daughter up here on Sundays, and, and she's climbed around on the ropes when we have open gym, and, and she likes CrossFit. Who knows? She might get into it one day, but, you know. Um, it's a pretty it, easy, like, that that um, transition from gymnastics to CrossFit is super easy. Yeah, and, um, I, you know, it, it's it's so more sentimental of a question for, for me to answer because – you got I got to dig deep, and I mean, it really did make me a better person at the end of the day. When I came here seven years ago, I was not as good of a person as I am today. I think that's just going to simplify the answer. I could Is really there something dig specific deep. about it. I mean, you don't have to go super deep on it, yeah, but like you know, I mean, just my, um, you know, uh, daily habits, bad habits, um, you know. Um, and, you know, doing less drinking, for yeah. example, just throwing that one out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've quit for, for some times and, and, and whatnot, and, but, you know, just, just, just carry more about what you eat, your mm-hmm. diet. I, mean, I don't, I don't want to eat like shit and then come in here and work out like shit, you know? I mean, cause Do you bring your lunch to work every day? 
I actually am doing something. I don't know if you've seen them. They're called Clean Eats. So yeah, I've, they I've have. Got, uh, it's a franchise. Yeah. yeah so yeah. so see I the got dude driving his truck around. I got yeah. Clean Eats comes in my office and stocks they up drop my freezer. It up. And um, do you like it? Yeah, I do. Um, all the meals are no no more than 500 calories. So you know they you you got a balanced meal there with protein. Okay. And not a lot of sodium. Um, and check I, them out. I don't know if Jess would re- would recommend it if she looked at all the nutrition facts, but I, I don't. I think there's a lot worse things you can eat. For sure, 150 percent. Yeah, yeah. So okay. you know, I, I don't. I don't meal prep. Um, you know, I, I find that meal prepping and cooking a lot of stuff like that for me, at least, I waste a lot of food at the end of the week because you don't so eat it. I don't eat it. Yeah. I'm. A, I, you know. I actually find that I do that with the meal prep services. Like, I'll get 10 or 15 because, like, I'm a notorious for not eating throughout the day. Right, yeah. Like, I'll just be like, I'll eat breakfast, I'll eat dinner, and then in between there, it's, like, pre-workout and coffee. Right, right. Just, like, fuels my day. And I'm like, that is not what, I, that. That's not what I recommend, but no. it's just a kind of a weird little thing that I've uh, fallen into. Now, I do eat fairly large breakfasts and fairly big dinners, so I yeah. probably, but I'm probably still under on my caloric needs. Right, right, right. So. No, so yeah, diet, diet in general, you know, I mean, that's, that's a big one. I think, I think everybody that comes here can probably agree that once they, once you start getting really hot and heavy into this stuff, you, you've got to start, you've got, you know, being diet conscious because if you're not, it's going to affect your, the way that you at some perform. Point, it's we've, we've gone back and forth over that as, as far as like when to address that with people, like do you address it on day one. I think most people are like, yeah, I have to address it on day one. But I find it to be more effective to, like, let that whole process run its course and eventually. Because people are, if they're not ready, they're not ready. Yeah. So, because yeah. food is a little weird. Okay. What, what do you think the number is? What is it? I, no, I just asked you. What do you so think wh- it is? How long has Wattify been on? So, this so goes this back guy, to, yeah. uh, actually, so this goes back to March. Oh, no, sorry. Let me go back. So, this is just record one through I got to go all the way back to the. This is going to take a hot second. Sorry. All right. So we're going back. Oh, wait. No, I'm going the wrong direction. Hold on. I think this went back to uh, March of. Yeah. So these are. Oh, they were in reverse chronological order. Sorry. My bad. So this goes to. February of 2016. It's February 2016. That I have on here is you checked into the noon class on February 1st of 2016. So we're three and a half years. No, we're almost four. We'll it's almost this. four exactly, right. almost. almost. So yeah, we're, so we're, we're com- three years and, t- and 11 um, months, basically. Okay, yeah. so four years. Ah, man. Um, I got the number right here. 500. Gosh, my really close, <laughs> really close. Wow, where, where are we at? All right, where so now, so 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 you've you, so you've given a number. Um, now, so <laughs> now what you have to guess is is it over or under five hundred? You have to go over or under. Oh wow, it's o- close. Over, over, over. You going with the over? Over. It is over. It is five twenty nine. Five twenty nine since it. February of two thousand nineteen. I love it. Um, that's co- really approaching that's awesome. the seven hundred. That's really awesome. Um, that's awesome, dude. And so we know it's we, so we know it's north of seven hundred probably. Yeah, because definitely. you started before that, so that's yeah. really cool. Um, cool. Listen, brother, I know you got to get to work. Thanks for your time, man. Anything else you want to leave the listeners with? No, get your ass into CrossFit. Uh, CrossFit Rife is the best gym around here. If you don't know it, 
Got to try it. Now, now you know. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys, hit us up. If you got any other questions, if you guys got uh, people that you would like on the podcast, let us know. If you got suggestions or if you want to come on the podcast, just hit us up, hit us, slide into those DMs, and we'd be happy to talk to you guys. And we will see you next time. Thanks, brother. Right on.